Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo and it's such a pleasure to be here with you tonight. So tonight we're going to be talking about how to go from powerless to powerful. And I believe that this broadcast is going to be a tremendous blessing to you tonight. So that being said, I just want to open with a quick prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that your word is truth. And I thank you for the assignment, Lord, of delivering it to those who will receive it with gladness. I pray that you will receive this word of truth with gladness tonight. I pray that it will sink so deeply into your heart and that you will just be transformed by the time we are done. Father, I thank you. We just give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, welcome to tonight's broadcast of the Victorious Life TV. So, you know, so many are struggling with fear and anxiety and panic attacks and all these kinds of things. I get lots of emails about these things. And honestly, it just breaks my heart sometimes because I remember being there as well. There was a time, you know, and I've said this before, I too struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, depression. Oh my gosh, my mind was an absolute mess a long time ago, and I thank God for his word, you know, and it's, I, I've heard Joyce Meyer say, right, it's not, oh, or I thank God that I'm not where I used to be, right, but I haven't arrived, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I press forward, and that's what you need to do as well, but there was a time, you know, many years ago that it was awful. And that's why I believe, you know, that's one of the reasons the Lord has given me this assignment to help you to, he told me, you, you know, that I'm to spread the good news, be a light in the dark places. What are the dark places? The dark places of people's minds, it's sickness, it's disease, it's pain, it's all the works of the devil, right? I am here to destroy the works of the devil, but not just me, you too, right? But it's going to start with transforming your mind and understanding who it is that lives inside of you that can be released through you to touch people everywhere you go. So with that, you know, I was saying so many people are struggling with fear, anxiety, depression, sickness, so all this junk, right? And you feel powerless to do anything about it. And I'm telling you, that is what the enemy wants you to think. He's a liar. And for those of you who may be new to the broadcast, when I say the enemy, I'm talking about your adversary, the devil, Satan. He is your enemy. And he wants you to think that there's nothing that you can do about this, okay? So, I'm going to give you some scripture. Got to bring the word, right? It's so great to see you guys here. So, 1 Peter 5.8 says, The devil roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Ugh, another word or words for, can you think of other words for, de for devour? How about destroy, kill? right? It, the enemy is a destroyer. That is what he comes to do, right? God says in Hosea 4, 6, my people, whose people? God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So that is what I'm coming to bring you here tonight, right? The truth of God's word. Mm. <sighs> my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So guess what? You need to get knowledge, right? So I really want to help you get this. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief 
comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said, I came that they may have life and life more abundantly. And when he says more abundantly, he means in all of its fullness. God himself is life. Jesus said, I came to give you life, right? And life in all of its fullness. So I just love this. So first of all, we have to break this down. The enemy is a thief. He's a thief, right? Does a thief have authority? No. The enemy has no authority, right? The enemy, a thief has no authority. He has ability, but he has no authority, okay? He's a thief. What does he do? He breaks in. He attacks. He steals. He, and in many instances, he kills and he destroys. That's what, that's what a thief does, right? And Jesus said, the thief, talking about the devil, the enemy, the adversary, right? Okay. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So who has all authority been given to? Jesus. So how much authority then does the enemy have? Zero. He has zero. He has ability, but so does a thief, but no authority. No authority. I love that. So all means all. The devil has none. <laughs> yes, exactly. You guys are awesome. The devil has ability, right? So does a thief. And a thief is an attacker. I said this before. The devil is an attacker. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And Jesus said he only comes to do those things. That's all he comes to do, right? But you should never fear him. You should not fear him. You know, how many times does the word of God tell us, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear, why? Because I am in you, right? Meaning, mm, I'm going to get into this. So how do you access this life more abundantly in all of its fullness, right? Because that's what you really need to know. First, you get born again. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that most of you on this broadcast probably are, but for those who may not be, I'll help you at the end of the broadcast, you know, to do just this. And hopefully, you know, you will do this tonight. And so first you got to get born again. And that means that you declare to the Lord that you, you repent, you change direction, you leave that life of sin, right? You are sorry. You are done with sin. You choose to go in, in the direction of the word of God. You choose to let Jesus Christ be the Lord, the king of your life. And as the king of your life, that means you're going to let him dictate to you what you should be doing in your life. Well, how are you going to know that? The word of God, right? So you've got to get born again. That means you repent of your sins. You ask Jesus to come in and be your Lord and Savior and mean it with your whole heart. It's that simple. And when you do that, the word of God says that the Holy Spirit comes immediately into inside of you to live in you and not just that but he recreates your spirit he literally takes your spirit and your spirit is what makes you alive right he takes your spirit and he recreates it and so that your spirit is made perfect it's literally in alignment with the holy spirit but then your mind has to be renewed and catch up so it's just beautiful and the bible says that 
you know, you become a new species of being that has never been, right? Your spirit is made perfect. I love it. First Corinthians 6.17 says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. So now you are joined to the Lord. You know how Jesus said, The Father is in me and I'm in the Father. And, you know, the Holy Spirit, like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. Yet they can work independently of each other, but three in one, right? You're like your spirit, soul, and body, but you're one. Okay, so Christ in you. He's in you. You're in him. Okay, second, so you get born again first, then you've got to renew your mind with the word of God. Why? Because you've got to line up the way you think with the way God thinks. The mind of Christ is in this book. Okay, the mind of Christ, the Holy Spirit in you has the mind of Christ. Okay, so you have to renew your mind so that your mind and your spirit, your new recreated spirit are in alignment. And oh boy, when that happens, boom, things start to happen. But if your spirit is perfect, but your mind is still carnal, right? Or and carnally, to be carnally minded is death. The word of God says to be carnally minded means that you're still thinking the way the world does, which is completely opposite of the mind of Christ. Okay. So that's why it says that, that the carnality is an enmity with God. It's an enemy of God because it opposes God. Okay. So if you're born again, Christ lives in you, right? Where you go, he goes. When you lay hands on someone, you're the vessel. And the Holy, as you speak, that you're representing God as his ambassador, right? You represent Jesus Christ. And in that moment, you are a vessel. You lay hands on the sick and the word of God says, and they shall recover. You lay hands on them. You speak God's word. Then the Holy Spirit in you goes, boom. And that's, that's how the sick get healed. And so anyway, you know, I talk about that a lot because sickness is all around us. And God, and you know, the Bible says that the, that the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does that mean? It says the world, they're waiting for the sons of God to show up on this earth. That's you and me, right? Men, you're also the bride of Christ. We are considered sons of God, right? In Christ, there's not male or female. I mean, we like to say, you know, we're sons and daughters, right? Of the most high God, of the one only true God. Okay, so what I was saying is, you know, where you go, the Holy Spirit goes. When you lay hands, he's laying hands. When you speak, you're speaking on behalf of Jesus. Okay, so how do I know this? Well, first of all, Galatians 4, 6. I always, I love Galatians 4, 6. says, because you are children of God, God sent the spirit of his son into your heart. Mm, I love that. Colossians 1, says that the riches and glory of Christ are for you. And how? Christ in you. The hope of glory. Thank you, Lord. So then why aren't you living life in all of its fullness? Right? You can say it's because of other people, because of circumstances. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what I'm facing right now. Maybe it's a sickness. Maybe it's a lack of money, you know, and all this stuff. You know what? None of that lines up with the mind of Christ. None of it. What I'm saying to you is you can change it. How? 
You've got to renew your mind with the word. You've got to, you, you have to let Christ live in you. You have to speak to that sickness. You have to speak to your circumstances, right? Jesus said, speak to your mountain, speak to your mountain. And if you have, you know, faith, even the size of a mustard seed, and it's, listen, it's not faith in your own faith. It's faith in the son of God, in the Holy Spirit that's living in you. You have faith in him that he can do and he'll do what he says he can do, right? And, and you'll do those things because he will do them through you. It's not your authority. It's not your power, but it's Christ in you living through you to accomplish his will, right? But he uses you to do it. Okay. So the mind of Christ has no lack, no fear, no sickness, but it has all wisdom, right? And maturity in God, all of it. The mind of Christ is, there's just, can you even imagine, you know, I was thinking about this, how when Jesus, it says that he marveled, he was amazed at their unbelief. Why? Because he knew that with the father in him, he could do all things, right? And we know that because Christ is in us, we can do all things, right? Philippians says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why? Because of Christ in me. Okay, and Christ in you. All right. So the mind of Christ has no lack, no fear, right? None of it. No sickness, no lack of any kind. None. None. Now, if Jesus marveled at unbelief, it's because it wasn't normal for him. He doesn't want it to be normal for us, right? God doesn't want you to be conformed to the world, right? The world's way of thinking and doing things. God wants you to be transformed into the image of his son, Jesus. That's why he gave us his spirit. He gave us his word. He gave us the name of Jesus and he modeled for us exactly how to do things, right? That's why he said, go, go in my name, make disciples, right? Teaching them everything that I've commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the, the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, right? And teaching them everything that I've commanded you. Oh, I love it. Transformation of your life can only happen by renewing your mind with God's word. Romans 12, 2 tells us, right? Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? God's word. You look at God's word, you open it up and you say, hmm, Okay, done, right? So I want to just say something, you know, did Jesus have persecution? Absolutely. Did he have tribulation? Uh, yeah, I think so, right? I mean, the Pharisees were constantly trying to kill him. He knew, you know, he was going to the cross and that was the Father's will to save us. Not just to save us, but so that we could carry on and help everybody and, and try to save as many as we could you know, his work is to be carried on, is, is my whole point, right? But Jesus said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. And if you're living godly, expect persecution. It's going to happen. I, I get persecuted, right? Your family members, they'll think you're woo. -hoo. Guess what? Until somebody gets sick, then you'll be the first one they call, right? But you have to stay consistent. You need to not argue with them, love them. And understand that when they tell you you're off your rocker or that you're nuts or you're a Jesus freak, 
<laughs> I love it. What they say, uh, I've heard um, it said, you're out of your mind. And you go, no, I'm just out of yours. <laughs> I got the mind of Christ. And I just, you know, I'm just saying. So when people think that you're whatever, then you just, you don't get upset with them. You just know that they're carnally minded. And the, the Bible says that the carnal mind can't receive the things of the spirit right? Because it's, they're spiritually discerned or recognized. And so the thing is, is people who, I mean, they could even be believers, but if they haven't renewed their mind to the truth of God's word, they're still carnally minded, which means they're not mature in Christ, right? And that's why I just got an, uh, a text this morning from a friend of mine, and she asked me, she said, if I was your sister-in-law, would you accept me? And this woman is a beautiful believer in Christ. Oh my gosh, I love her. She's one of my closest friends. And she said, if I was your sister-in-law, would you accept me the way I am? And she said, because in when I was married um, and her husband passed away, she said, my in-laws did not accept me. And I wrote back to her and what I said was, absolutely. And I said, if you weren't accepted, it's because, and she said, and they were believers. And I said, if you weren't accepted, it's because they were carnally minded, right? And they couldn't even appreciate the gifts in you. You know what I mean? So you just have to understand that, yeah, you guys, you, a lot of you know what I'm saying here. I see hearts flying. And, but that's the truth. You know, they, they may not um, accept you they may even talk behind you, you know, behind your back. Who cares? Who cares? I am telling you, you've got to get past that. I had to get past it too. My whole family, my gosh, I still remember uh, going back like, um, when was it? I want to say maybe, was it 10 years ago? No, longer than that. My family was like, oh, you're too much. You know, oh my gosh. It was because I'd be like, your words, they're so important. And they were, I'm telling you, I got pretty... Chances are you'll get persecuted by family first. It's okay. They don't understand. Like I said, don't fight with them. Don't argue with them. Don't try to make them see your way because they're not ready. And, you know, you could show them the word, but if they go, ah, it's okay. Put it away. Don't even bring it up. Just talk about, you know, just love them where they're at and keep moving. The key is to stay consistent, though. Stay consistent. You know, if somebody says to you, well, what do you think about so-and-so? You know what? You don't, you, I, what I would say is, I don't really have an opinion. I just, I say what my king says. I say what the word of God says. You know what I mean? And if they say, what do you think about so-and-so? Always say something positive, right? Even if you don't, right, what, what the saying, it, okay, I have two, two things going on in my head right now. Treat others as you would want to be treated always, right? You don't want to gossip, talk about people behind their back, don't do it. And you know something? Soon enough people, they may stop gossiping in front of you because they will feel convicted because you don't do it. You know what I mean? So the whole key is to stay consistent with um, letting Christ live through you. Shine brightly for him. It pleases him. It's just so good. So, okay. I started to say, was Jesus persecuted? Did he have tribulation? Yeah, but guess what? He was an overcomer, and he expects you and me to be overcomers. He's given us everything we need to be overcomers. Excuse me, I need to take a drink of water. 
Amen. Okay. How do we be overcomers? Well, first of all, we need to destroy the works of the devil anywhere we see it. I'm talking about sickness, disease, pain. You see somebody struggling, you know. Uh, there's been a few times, even just like in this last week, um, you know, at the Whole Foods the other day, you know what I did? I was like, I saw this lady walking with a cane and she was fairly young and I thought, that is just not even right. Doesn't matter if they're a believer or not. Jesus healed people everywhere he went, right? They didn't know to believe or not believe, right? So I was like, oh Lord, I got to go talk to her. So I walked up to her and I said, excuse me. I go, do you know where the coffee section is? That's a good way to do it, right? If you're in the store, ask for directions, ask for something. So she said, oh, I think it's, um, I knew where it was, but I was asking, you know, do you know where it is? You know, so anyway, she said, I think it's on. And I said, oh yeah, in the back, right? I think, yeah, it is back there. And then I said, why do you have, you know, why do you walk with this cane? And she said, oh, I have, I think, what did she say? I think she said MS or something. It seems I've been ministering a lot of healing to people with MS lately. And I just said to her, can I just, do you mind if I just pray with you real quick? And she was like, oh, sure. But see, you come, you break the ice first, you know, and then, and then after you do that, you tell them, now do something you couldn't do before. So that's important, you know, because if they have pain and all of a sudden they don't have pain, they're going to know that they were healed. And then you tell them, I just want you to know that's Jesus Christ, you know, and if you have somewhere that you can refer them to, you know, to, to learn, to watch videos or to a church or something, you want to do that. You don't just want to leave them hanging. If you can give them a resource, you know, I think it's a good idea to just have maybe a little card printed up with a resource that you would give them so that in case they're just like, oh my gosh, this is great wow, I've got a family member that's sick. Now, how do I get in touch with that person? Or how do I find them? Or where do I look? It's good to have, give them something in case they want to know more. Okay, so moving on with that. Acts 10, 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Hello? You can put your name in there because you and I are supposed to do the exact same thing. No matter what your vocation is, no matter what your function in the body is, right? You, we are supposed to do the works that Jesus did. We, you and I are supposed to go and destroy the works of the devil, okay? And then it says, um, let's see. Just remember, Christ is in you, and as you go and lay hands on someone, I'm telling you, again, you don't have to have faith in your faith. Don't struggle and be like, I don't have enough faith for this. Listen, you don't have faith in you. It's faith in the one that's in you, right? The one in you has all power. That's all you got to know. And if you know that, that's your faith. And so when you put faith there, knowing that as I speak, the Holy Spirit, boom, that's what he does. That's what he's, that's what he's supposed to do. Your part is just stepping out and being the vessel, right? He just needs you to be available and to just speak. And that's what you need to do. Now, if you are struggling in your own, you know, with your own emotions or you're in turmoil over things and people and relationships and this and that or sickness and stuff, listen, 
there's a spirit of fear there. And, and even if it's sickness, I'm telling you, I know this for a fact because I experienced it myself. You know, a couple times when I was struggling with something I was going through and I didn't call someone to pray with me. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Sure, absolutely, go ahead and do that. As believers, we're the ones, though, that are supposed to go and lay hands on people and help them, right? But here's the thing. If you're struggling with something, you don't even need, as a believer, you have the Spirit of God in you. You have the Word of God. You have the name of Jesus. And all you have to do is command that thing to go in Jesus' name. And you know what? You, you need to come to a place where you have zero tolerance, not just a low tolerance, but zero tolerance for the enemy. Why? Because whatever you tolerate will consume you. Whatever you tolerate, it will consume you. You have to speak to it. If you saw a little child being kicked by an adult, would you just stand there and be like, oh, wow, oh, I wouldn't. I'd be like, hey, what are you doing? Get out of here. That's what you need to do to the devil. That's how you're supposed to come against sickness, disease, pain, all of it. In the name of Jesus, by his stripes, I was healed. That means I am healed. And you speak to that thing and you say, sickness, I don't tolerate you. Okay, Jesus said in Matthew 16, 19, and I will give you keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth, is for, will be forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So whatever you allow on earth, he's allowing. Whatever you don't allow is not allowed. You need to say sickness, you are under the curse, you are not allowed here. You go right now in Jesus name. And you know something? Just that's it. You just know that's it. It's done and then Start doing something that you couldn't do before. I'm telling you, this is what you've got to do. So who is responsible for what you allow? You are. You are. Wow. So the heavens belong to God, but the earth belongs to us. Right? He gave us dominion and Jesus restored believers back to that place of dominion. Right? Every germ, every vi virus, every bacteria you have authority over it. You need to command it to leave now in Jesus' name. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, we've got to grow up, show up, right? And take our rightful position of authority. Christ in you. Jesus has given you his authority, right? How? He's de deposited his own spirit in you. Oh my gosh, it's so good. We've got to start putting things in place so many p times people are saying, God, why did you let this happen? And God is saying, no, why did you let this happen? Right? Mm. You know, and a lot of people think that, think that God gives Satan permission to do things. No, Jesus defeated Satan. And he said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. It's Jesus's authority, right? He's in you. All you got to do is speak and no, right? Believing is knowing. It's done. Ugh. Okay, the, the devil is a deceiver and he wants you to think you don't have authority. He wants you to think you're powerless. I tell you, you are powerful. And this is how you go from a place of feeling powerless 
too powerful. You've got to know who is in you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. You speak. You release God's power and it's done. But you got a command. You're not like, oh Lord, please, please. Jesus already did it. He already, payment in full. He already paid the price in full. You know, if you think of, think of two lines, right? And people are standing in line. And over here is the sick, diseased, the world. Over here, they're in line because they've been given the slip. Jesus is standing over here, paid in full, right? So all they have to do is they're in this line and they're sick, but they're trusting the Lord, right? So as soon as they step over that line and they're handed the slip that says paid in full, healed, all the sickness comes right off of them and they're right there with Jesus. I'm just saying, if you get a visual that Jesus already paid the price for you, paid in full with his blood, you know what? It wasn't free. He paid in full for you to be for you to be healed. So if something comes on me, I'm like, Lord, this is an insult to you. In the name of Jesus, go. Get out. You have no authority. And I'm telling you, the more you practice, the more you'll be doing it. And the more you practice, the more you'll be doing it. And you'll be seeing results. And then everywhere you go, you see something not right. You're going to go and say, uh-uh, that's not right. That's an injustice. It's got to go in Jesus name. And boy, will you be bringing him glory. Glory. I can't even believe this. It's 830 and I have more. But you know what? We're totally out of time. I really pray that this has been a blessing to you tonight. And you know what? Oh my. Okay, I'm just going to go quick. Ah! Okay, 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 okay. I didn't get to everything. Maybe next week I, I'll... Uh, well, next week is Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's actually my birthday that day, too. It's going to be fun. Um, I'll get to see my sister and my nieces. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, um, I hope to have a, a special message for you guys next week. Um, probably something uh, quick, but lovely. <laughs> so anyway, um, if, you, if you're not born again, just give your heart to the Lord right now and just, just repeat after me and mean it with your whole heart. And then I'm going to pray for you. Okay. Just repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross and paid for my sins forever. And I believe that God the Father raised you again on the third day. I believe that you're alive now and you live forever. Teach me your ways, Lord. Oh, Lord, thank you. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. Change my life forever. Baptize me in your Holy Spirit and with fire. Lord, I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. In your holy name I pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now it's time to renew your mind. Welcome to the family of God. And now, just quickly before we go, I just want to pray for you. If you're dealing with any kind of pain, sickness, disease, you don't have to write what it is because the Lord, the Spirit of God in me knows what's going on in you. And if it's a matter of sowing and reaping, then you need to repent, change directions, and then command your body to be healed. Okay, so in any event, I'm going to just pray for you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to speak right now in Jesus name right now. Lord, I thank you right now that Jesus already paid the price in full for every viewer's healing and for them to be made whole. So in Jesus name right now, I command all sickness, disease and pain to leave your body now 
In Jesus' name, you will go. I command all unclean spirits to leave you now in Jesus' name. And I command you be healed from your head to your toes now, right now, in Jesus' name. Now, do something that you couldn't do before. Do something that you couldn't do before. And if you had pain and now you don't have pain, I want you to comment below and tell the world what Jesus has done for you. Okay, I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I will see you guys again real soon. I love you and I bless you. Have a great rest of your night and share this message with everyone. Ugh. Let's advance the kingdom of God together. All right, I'll talk to you soon. God bless you. Thank you. Bye.